I am reminded of the words in our hymnal with the title, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. The songwriter said, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. The second stanza says, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the trumpet call obey. For to the mighty conflict in this his glorious day, he that are men now serve him against unnumbered force. Let courage rise with danger and strength to strength uphold. What encouraging word. As we looked at this courageous man of faith, a man with a courageous faith that we find in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 32, which says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. We will not speak about all of them today, but we surely will speak a little more about Gideon. What a man, a man of courageous faith a man with daring faith. Last morning, I shared with you, it takes a courageous faith to believe little as much when God is in it. In that devotion, I said, the enemy was very powerful. They outnumbered the children of Israel who made up the army to fight with Gideon. There were so many of them, they couldn't number them. Gideon had 32,000 men, which was a drop in the bucket to his enemies. Gideon, like all of us, would have wanted more men to secure victory over the enemy. I believe that Gideon was shocked when God told him to reduce his army. Now, God told Gideon, this is not about you and a large army, it's about me. Why God wanted the number to be reduced? Because he did not want Israel to ever think or say, Look what we have done. Now, as we look in, in the Word of God this morning, we would see how did God say to reduce this army. In the book of Judges, chapter 7. Now, and verse 3, the Bible says, Now therefore go to, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart all from Mount Gilead. And they return of the people, twenty and two thousand, and they remain ten thousand. God said, all of those that are fearful in your army and all of those that are afraid, here's your opportunity to drop out, go back home. Twenty-two thousand of them dropped out and went back home. In verse 3 of chapter 7, we just read about it. Now, Gideon seems to be in trouble now because only 10,000 
remain, who were not afraid. God called on Gideon again. This time, all Gideon is doing is following God. But it sure looks like he is making a mistake. And God told Gideon, I will do the choosing of who will go and who will not go. 10,000 is too much. So in chapter 7, verse 4, the Bible says, the book of Judges, And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be, that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go with thee. God subtracted 9,700 and left Gideon with 300 to go up against an army of people that Gideon could not number. So in chapter 7 and verse 5 to verse 7, the Bible said, So he brought down the people onto the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth up the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all of the rest of people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that lap will I save you and deliver the Midianites into thine hand. And let all the other people go, every man unto his palace. 300 numbers really does not make a difference. I want to say to you this morning that it doesn't take too many to make a change, even in the world today. History reminds us, and I reminded you uh, some mornings ago, that in the time of King David, 50,000 made a difference. In the time of Elijah, 7,000 made a difference. And now we are seen here in the days of Gideon, 300 made a difference. We notice that history reminds us that by 120, those who were willing to pay the price and waiting on God and were in one accord in one place in Acts chapter number 2 verse 1, until they were filled with the Holy Ghost in chapter 4 verse 31, they made a difference. But you know what? I continue to look at history, and by 50, Robert E. Spear said, around 1917, if 50 men in our congregation can be found who will enter the holy place of prayer and become henceforth men whose hearts God had touched with prayer passion, the history of the church will be changed. But if 50 cannot be found, our world can still be changed. How? For it was changed by 10. It was Dwight L. Moody who said, If 10 men would give themselves completely to the will of God, they will be able to change the world. God said to Abraham, 
for the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. Genesis chapter 18, verse 32, you remember? But even if there are not ten completely sold out to the will of God, this world can still be changed. Now you may say, Pastor Webster, you are really getting low in numbers. Yes, I've checked history again by two. It was Jesus himself who said in Matthew chapter number 18, verse 19 to verse number 20, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. You see, two people can change the world. My question to you is, will you join with me and join what we can to make this world a better place? God need both of us and he wants to use us because you and I can change the world where we live. When we read this story, and I'll just read a little bit for you, from Genesis chapter 7, verse 16 and onward. And he divided the 300 men in three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pictures and lamps within the pictures. And he said unto them, Look on me, and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpet and broke the pictures that were in their hands. And the three companies blew with the trumpet and break the pictures and held the lamps in their left hand and the trumpets in their right hand to blow with all. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp. And all the hosts ran and cried and fled. And the 300 blew the trumpets and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the hosts. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Natalie and out of Asher and out of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. And then the scripture continues to say, and Gideon sent messengers through all of the Mount of Ephraim saying, come down against the Midianites and take before them the waters unto Beth Barath and Jordan. And then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Beth Barak and Jordan. And they took two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock Oreb, and Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb. And they pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of Jordan. What a word. Time will not permit me to go any further. But tomorrow, we will look at the necessity of it. Was it necessary? Was it necessary? Yes, it was necessary for God to reduce the army. Because in chapter 7 and verse 2, the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into thine hand, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand 
hath saved Israel. Anything that we do, so long as we are doing it according to the word of God, and he gets the honor, and he gets the glory, we will be victorious. Remember, if you are fearful, you're not faithful, and God requires us to have faith. It takes a courageous faith to use what God has approved and provided. Our Father, we thank you so much this day, God, for these great heroes of the faith that went on before us. And I ask, dear God, that we would pattern our lives, O Lord, from them, our greatest example is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With all that is happening around us, God, you, you would want us, Lord, not to be fearful, but God, you would want us to be faithful. And I pray that you will remove that spirit of fear from all of those that are fearful and that we will find a way how to navigate through this or oh, COVID-19. And we would go from strength to strength, preaching the word of God and seeing many come to know you as Savior. Be with your people throughout this day. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. We glorify you for all that you have done and all that you're doing in and through our life. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you all as you endeavor to stand up and fight for the Lord. Oh, remember, if God is with you, you are in the majority. Have a great day.